The Sacred Dynamics podcast explores some of the biggest topics of our time, including the true nature of reality, the healing and awakening process, the evolution of consciousness, deception on the path, natural law, and daring to tackle the greatest of all quests, the journey of self-realization. Through conscious awareness and the law of correspondence, we engage individually and thus collectively in the restoration of humanity, embodying life itself, and our symbolic relationship with nature. Dear Sacred Souls, welcome to the 13th episode of the Sacred Dynamics podcast. Very grateful to be here and now about to explore one great topic that I'm sure will deliver good value to all of our dearest listeners. Before we jump in, I would like to recapitulate on the last episode in which we went deep into the law of attraction. We exposed the law of attraction, distortion, and the contemporary surge in its promoting and marketing. What are the, mechani the mechanics behind this mental technology and how it is utilization propagating more desire and suffering? We touched on some deeper meanings and reasonings for this mental technology. We talked about the deserving power and distraction. How can one align and utilize this law towards personal sovereignty and ultimately for self-realization? It definitely was a great episode. Mm -hmm. Now, a quick reminder. As you know, our mission and purpose in Sacred Dynamics is to support the restoration of humanity through the personal healing and awakening process. The true commitment starts with oneself and then radiates outwards to all beautiful souls. In this 13th episode of the Sacred Dynamics podcast, we will be weaving a very interesting conversation along a path of in, uh, inner standing uh, through the light and the shadow. So in this episode, we'll, we will discuss um, the contemporary surge in popularity of quote-unquote shadow work, the baseline for comprehending this phenomenon, relating with the universal law of polarity, who witnesses the shadow, what exactly is a shadow, what is light, what relation does trauma and conflict shock play in this, how do we reconcile the idea of the quote-unquote wounded character with the true self, a catalyst for awakening, and of course, the golden nuggets. Those golden nuggets. For sure. Let's start off by the baseline, shall we? Uh, let's uh, dive straight into this topic and see about peeling back the simple and profound. And with gratitude, I would like to introduce the always relevant and infinitely connected Brother Jay. Brother Roe, thank you. Thank you, dear listeners. My brother... Thank you, Sacred Souls, for tuning in to this powerful 13th episode. Already. Yeah, wow. Here we are at the lucky 13. Here it is. Wow, powerful. I'd love to open up just to point out a correlation that uh, we had just completed our first round of Sacred Mastery School, at least when this is being recorded. And the... Uh, the first, the date of opening of the school was the 13th. 
Absolutely. And so it's very powerful because we, we tapped into some of that 13 power. And so let's bring it a little bit of that into this. Bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it into this podcast. I mean, there's a lot of different connotations. A lot of people, I mean, when I was, uh, when I was a kid, it was always like this idea that there was this ominous thing about 13. You go into different bil- uh, buildings and they don't have a 13th floor. Oh, yeah. You start to see all this and you're like, what's going on with this whole 13 deal? I even see, I've even seen people that if, if they're sitting in a table with 12 people and they are number 13, they won't sit down. Oof. They just won't sit down. Wow. <laughs> um, very interesting, isn't it? So here's, here's some interesting things about the 13 which is going to point something interesting about that whole table you pointed that you mentioned. Look, like, uh, um, you know, one of the ideas is like the uh, 12 disciples, for example, mm-hmm. right? And it turns out that there are a lot of stories from other cultures that actually from completely different cultures than the culture that produced the, uh, you know, the whole concepts behind the Bible and, uh, you know, these different things that were built into this work. And it's profound because there's like a whole handful of other cultures that have stories about basically 12 disciples and a master. Oof. There's a bunch of them. But here's an interesting one. If there were 12 disciples, then what did that make Jesus? Ooh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Number I mean, 13. Wow. Now you start looking at a table of 12 and you walk up and you just hold your arms out in blessings. To them. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, one of the interesting things about 13 I'd love to bring forward is it's so interesting how it has always been depicted as this unlucky thing. But actually what's interesting and powerful is in ancient mythology, the number 13 represents the great mother goddess. The great mother goddess. Yeah. And, and, and the, the great mother goddess is, has been always represented in the planetary sphere as Venus mm-hmm. and, and different names that would be, that would name that, uh, you know, that planet or roaming star. And so check this out. One of the really profound parts of Venus is that if you take the road, how Venus is moving about above us in the sky clock as it's making its movements over an eight year period, it completes a very beautiful pattern of a five pointed star. Wow. And so you take the eight years that it takes and the five points of the star and you got 13. Once again. Once again. And so basically the message is there's nothing wrong with 13. No man, lean into it. Start to learn more about it. It's, I mean, there's all sorts of different, very interesting esoteric concepts related to the 13, but we're going to move on from that for now in this podcast. Maybe that's another (laughs) one we can dive into in the future. No. Yeah. There's many, many interesting topics regarding the number 13 and well, we're happy to be here in this 13th episode. Indeed. I mean, how about in Egypt, the Egyptian mythology, there are 13 steps on the ladder that leads to eternity. There's one more. Ooh, nice. <laughs> so. Wow. So patterns and symbols that guide and show the way. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, Jay, why don't we start with a question? Um, can you start by sharing with myself and our listeners what this contemporary search we are seeing in quote-unquote, shadow work is. 
I'm sure many of our listeners have heard uh, of this and many have some experience in personal work in this category. Mm, okay. Yes, indeed. Shadow work. It seems that this is becoming a very another one of these, what we're calling kind of a contemporary buzz term. Yep. And so, you know, shadow work. Well, let's start with shadow. What is shadow? I mean, shadow is, you know, a dark or diminished area or shape made by an object blocking rays of light. That's basically what you find when you look it up. A dark or diminished area or shape made by an object, object blocking rays of light. There you go. Basically, so the idea, obviously, now we look at the shadow and go, so then the shadow is... Uh, where the light is not. Exactly. Okay. Now, with shadow work, it's typically known as the identifying and integrating of one's unconscious psyche. Mm -hmm. This is the, that's kind of the basis of it. And this is a Western contemporary takeoff from much more ancient understandings. Yeah. So the idea of doing this level of work you know, whatever, basically you look at it this way, whatever one is experiencing is a direct reflection of one's own state of consciousness. I want to point this out right off the bat so that you get, start to get a comprehension here. And so what one experiences is also what radiates and projects into the field. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about there being a shadow, then what that means is that something is seemingly blocking the light in that area. Okay. Um, what would be like a classic example? Just just to get a feel for it. Like uh, if I'm doing some sort of shadow work, that would mean that I, I'm going to be shedding light into places of my unconscious that are not, are lacking of light. Sure. You say that th this is, I'm going to speak within the context of sh of, of this uh, body of work, but I'm also going to start to open up different aspects of it that are not necessarily as uh, understood mm -hmm. or recognized. And so at the base model, this is based on the idea that there is some uh, blind spot within your experience that is holding you from resolve. Mm -hmm. It's in the way of filling in space. It's like all of a sudden there's a gap. And, and, and so, you know, the whole purpose of this would be that you are like, look at it this way. Shadow work is a contemporary terminology, semi-contemporary coming from, you know, Carl Jung. And the shadow is basically, as I had mentioned, this is a cognitive blind spot. Of the mm -hmm. psyche. This is the idea from, okay. from Carl Jung. An undercurrent of who we are that we're completely unaware of. It's an element of our own nature that exists in our subconscious. Daff different aspects of the subconscious that we're not aware of. This is the concept. And it's made from our repressed desires, ideas, instincts, weaknesses. It's like... You start to look at it and go, so basically, whatever it is that you don't like, you look away from it. You see what I'm saying? You don't want to see that, so you look away. I'm going to start tying in 
I'm going to start tying in what that really means about looking away or looking towards the blind spot. Yeah. But ultimately, the whole idea here, it's very important to really open this up because at a certain level, it would look like someone was, there's two different people operating inside you. You've got the the one that is um, the ego character and then the concept of that there's the higher self playing out. Mm-hmm. And so the idea with this is that you are uh, trying to go through this process of revealing different aspects of yourself that you have rejected, hidden, avoided, and that by reclaiming those aspects, ultimately you're claiming wholeness. Yeah, that, that that's kind of like a certain level of looking at it. And so, I I think it's uh, it's very interesting because uh, usually when you avoid one of your inner spaces that haven't been opened up, it's because it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so that that probably is related to the shadow, no? Because it's something that you don't want to open because you don't want to become aware of what's inside because you're probably afraid or trying to avoid finding out what, what's there. Mm-hmm. And usually it it, uh, it generates some sort of friction, mm-hmm. no? Mm-hmm. In the experience. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so about Carl Jung, it's just, uh, he, he was a psychiatrist and a psychoanalyst. Psy- psycho- he was into the psycho- psychoanalyst. It was all that... That work was, I mean, what that's doing is that's taking like the contemporary scientific methodologies that are based in uh, uh, the material uh, understandings Mm -hmm. and sciences and then looking at how to go from there to a bridge and a template, right? How to uh, go beyond the, um, uh, how to bridge the invisible, how to bridge uh, you know, what is your real character with what is some false play of association? Yeah. Right? But, see, the, the thing about this is that you start, when you, when you start to do this work, what you find out is the most skillful question is actually who is even registering to this character. What, I mean, it's like one thing is, is it like we're assuming here that you know actually who you are and that you're just sifting out uh, inconsistencies or areas that are not coherent with that. But you see, this kind of is relying on the fact that you actually know who you are, but then... When you are in full realization, then this work has nothing to do with you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's like, wow, where do we start with this? I mean, the front end of shadow work is where people are basically looking to claim aspects of an imaginary character back. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine that you are... Uh, reclaiming characters that misunderstood experiences that you had. And then you go back and say, here, come back. I'm sorry. I missed the, the, the boat on this. I'm going to 
repatch our relationship. And it's like, but who are you talking to? Who are you talking about? So there, if, if I'm understanding right, it's, it's like there's a disconnect between understanding the real self and the non-self. No. There is a, th that's the ground level. This is the paradigm that is so significant that's lacking in the comprehension of this work. Because if this work is based in the scope of the evolutionary, the, the uh, evolution of consciousness and your experience through the evolution of consciousness, the bottom line question is, who is it that's experiencing this consciousness? Mm -hmm. And until one has actually fully explored that, then what's going to happen is, is that you can make it a little bit messy when you're playing a character asking questions about another character. Yeah, so, sounds like a, it could turn into a sci-fi movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, what it will do is it, it will essentially, it turns into a spiritual ego. Exactly. And the ego is back. Never left because the whole idea of getting the ego to chase the ego, you see? Yeah. This is like going into the uh, Ramana Maharshi type uh, comprehension where it's like you're going to make the thief the policeman and then pretend he's going to catch himself. Hmm. I only wanted to bring it out early so that we don't spend too much time glorifying something that you may need more comprehension of in order to... A, see some level of skill or technology within it that could have some benefit and you could apply that to your yeah. experience, but not that you would take it and be in some level of misdirection as you use the ego to try and find the ego. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like, hey, he's over there and he's pointing in the other direction. <laughs> exactly. Right? Beware of that slippery slope. Yeah. Um, uh, so, Jay... Uh, What would you say is the basis of this idea that I am rejecting part of myself? But the, the deeper question is, why? Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so, you know, you had said it earlier, part of, the, part of this whole rejection part, you understand that all of those concepts of rejection are related to a lack of comprehension. So... What, what this would be is, for example, what you start to see is that what you have created or what an individual typically creates within their experience here before they realize is that they create some character that they keep trying to upgrade or they have multiple characters and they're utilizing different characters for different things going on. All of those characters that they're utilizing are essentially shadow Yeah. Now you see that this isn't this is a little more broad because so then that's shadow. I mean, if you talk to the masters, the masters would say that the mind is shadow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so actually, so so what is it? Well, I mean, look, like like you're like you know the point here is you have uh, a very valid and very significant. Uh, point here to cultivate. If I don't know who I am, then I'm really constantly in some varying 
uh, amount of manipulation. Mm-hmm. And remember way back, we were bringing out some different concepts to our audience, one being that, you know, this whole uh, deception and the primary deception. And so we're on uh, each one of these episodes. It's, it's, uh, we're looking to shed light on how these different uh, topics and, and conversations, how they can lead to and through this path of realization. And so, as, as mentioned, there are ways to be skillful with this and there are ways to make a mess with this. So you're, you're, you are questioning, why would I uh, ignore an aspect of myself? Well, A, it would be that you don't know yourself. <laughs> and so now what would you be doing? You would be associating with what you like and disassociating with what you don't like. Yeah, and judgment. And those are biases. Yeah. And those biases had been essentially being cultivated through your process of experience here in this mind dream, in this mind gym. Yeah. So that's what the cultivating point is. And, and, you know, we're looking to uh, capture the values out of what could be the potentials and ideas of how one could utilize certain aspects of this work without falling into a great misunderstanding with this work yes i can see the the relevance and uh it's it's uh, super important that i mean if 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 you are currently around age whatever no 30 40 50 60 years old and you start grasping these concepts it requires a lot of deprogramming yeah you're you're basically uh, unhypnotizing Exactly. It's, wow, it's amazing. Yeah, so... So there is some sort of filter that promotes one to see only what is comfortable to see. Ah, yes, that's... I like what you just said. It's like the convenience part that it's so dangerous. You're starting to see. These are the filters. You go on to look for a... uh, Go on a website and look for something and you start putting in filters. Show me this, show me this, show me the lowest price, show me the highest price, show me the things that are involved with this. You see? Ha ha. Ah, why? Why is this happening? Sounds like amnesia. You got it. (laughs) (laughs) You got it, brother. It's the the plot line of the the basic plot line of the movies. (laughs) So, no, the, the whole idea of the shadow is the form taken by the aspects of our nature that we dislike. This is like mm. what we're going with here. This is where you start to see that there has been ultimately throughout the time that you have recognized yourself in this body to this moment that we're in this chair and this here and now communicating. There have been all sorts of different biases that were set yeah. in your system. And when one is claiming those biases to be, that's how I am. Mm -hmm. That's just how I am. That's my personality. What they aren't completely clear on with that is that a personality 
is an imaginary character that you're streaming outwards. That's literally what it means. That's what persona is. Mm -hmm. It's shining through a mask. So there's shadow. Now we start wondering about this whole idea of casting the shadow. And I'll tell you, it's very skillful to start also comprehending what it, what's up with the light. Wow. <laughs> Oof. I mean, it, I mean, it definitely sure sounds like the ego playing games. Oh yeah. Um, and super interesting what you said. I mean, uh, the shadow is the form taken by the aspects of our nature that we dislike. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, that's the blind spot. Look away. But you see, and we tend to look away to just be comfortable. Well, because you're, what, what happens is People are appropriate. Look, let's let's go right to ground zero here for a sec. Yes. Check, yes, please. Check this out. <laughs> check this out. <clears throat> How do I say this so that it's so that it can be comprehensible? Look, it turns out that when you start to catch on to the attention factor you start to catch on that everything is awaiting your attention what's up with this whole why is your attention so hot yeah. why is it all about your attention look around right now doesn't take anyone to have any level of intuition or uh, any level of using their intellect to literally just look around and see in the basic form what's what's being uh, played out here we are essentially it turns out that your attention it is the gold here why because if you turn your attention from externally projecting it and you turn it inwards what you find is that you are now going to go to the source of the light mm -hmm. this is where you find the source so as long as you're looking away from the source, you're essentially in shadow. Oof. So that Imagine that. Wow, that's 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 what this world is. Mm -hmm. Because you're appropriating awareness, which is the attention factor, which is literally the uh, essence of the living story here. And as you project it externally, what you're seeing is all sorts of different varying grades of light and dark. Yep. And that's what produces the movie. Yeah. So wherever the light isn't would be where this darkness or the concept of darkness is. Why? Because your attention's not on it. You stream the light. In fact, the masters would say, you wouldn't be able to see anything around you without the light you're actually bringing here. Imagine that. Wow. So the, the, the pupils of the eyes are literally black holes. So what is a black hole doing? It's magnetically uh, uh, pulling in light. Absorbing. Absorbing. And, and so what is it? that it's absorbing. It's absorbing the attention factor. 
yeah, if you don't if you don't place your attention at some point, that thing or or element will not even exist. You won't be able to uh, make it out. You can't. It's it's not there for you. Oof, that's profound. That's really, really deep. Uh, mm -hmm. Something to meditate on. And I actually like very much the what you said that if you turn it inwards, you go straight directly to the source. Mm -hmm. And and that's kind of like uh, what one practices with meditations and and chantings and you know mind con concentration yeah well you're those those different things what they're doing is all of these different levels of uh of practice or sadhana or these different levels of engagement they're all there for one distinct reason they're all there in order to help you get out of the way because look at it this way imagine there's a big light shining And then you go and step in front of it and you start uh, interacting with what's in front of it. And all of a sudden, you're in the way. So that's the same as the, 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 the concept of you misinterpreting what's going on because you're in the way of the light that can share and and f fill what is the gap that you don't comprehend. Mm -hmm. And and so for, for one to be um, present, I mean, let me, let me just put it as a question. Can someone be in light uh, with, without projecting shadows or that is something that's not necessarily possible In, oh, the, in this realm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw an, uh, I'm gonna throw another curveball here yeah and, and and here's why because if you're talking about using the eyes and the eyes pick up less than one percent of the light spectrum mm -hmm. you can't use the eyes for that the eyes are here in order to play out this show for you. The way that you look through them and the way that you perceive it is related to that. So we are taking this to a different level of comprehension because we're looking at what it is that is bringing the attention factor and where is that attention factor being placed If it's being pulled by the interests of the biases, then it's creating blind spots. Yeah. So the bias pulls your attention over into one area and it avoids some area that you deemed unsavory, that you don't like. And ultimately, it's holding out that level of wholeness that you're avoiding. You're avoiding it because you're afraid of it. Mm -hmm. that's the only reason anyone avoids anything the fear mm -hmm. Oof. so the ego mind taking control and showing only what's comfortable only what's convenient yeah and and actually probably the best point to make here to bring in would be to to bring in the universal law of polarity okay now 
Polarity is re- is basically the yin and yang. It's no thesis and uh, antithesis. No, it is basically opposites. Uh, you know, differing only in degree. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is like how things get reconciled because if it's one thing and you're just looking at one end of it, you introduce the other end and you comprehend the, 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 full, the whole thing. So half of it is being yeah. miss, uh, you know, missed by looking at it from one level of polarity, one side. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> in the law of polarity, basically everything is dual. Everything is dual. Everything has poles. Everything has its pair of opposites. Opposites are identical in nature, like we said, but different in degree. Okay? And all paradoxes can be reconciled by utilizing this law of polarity. Now, the law of polarity is also known as the law of contradiction. Because Mm. things seem to contradict each other. So if you didn't see the other half, then you would misunderstand what it is that you were observing. You would see the contradiction. You only see the contradiction of it. Yeah. You would require to remove the contradiction. You would need to see the complete. And when I mentioned, I said, everything is dual. Mm-hmm. Things, it's important to know what a thing is. Yeah. Things are phenomena. Things are objects that are in some degree of density that are all the way from hard, dense objects around you down to thoughts, senses, and feelings. Yeah. Those are things. Everything is dual in nature. But you see, you're not a thing. I am <laughs> a subject. Your true nature is not a thing. To be the subject, subject is partway there because uh-huh. that's still in duality because it requires an object for a subject. Yes. But when you go in the direction of the subject and then you remove the subject, what do you have? Attention. Awareness. Awareness. Yes. And, and it turns out that awareness itself is the light. Awareness is the light. I love it. Mm-hmm. Good way to, to put it. Mm-hmm. Now, um, when you say that thesis and antithesis are identical in nature, but different in degree, it's basically the same as saying that, for instance, hot and cold are identical in nature, but different in degree. Sure. They are both temperature, mm-hmm. and the only thing that makes them different is the degree of temperature. Yes. And, and so this concept applies to everything? You know what? Let's put it this way. If you if you take what you're talking about and you include the five elements and you honor the five elements, the base navigation within what we're talking about right now is is based on hot and cold, dry and wet. Those are the four different directions or degrees within there. For the elements. So they're going to take you in one direction or the other. Yeah. And spirit is what unifies them. The ether is what unifies those four elements. And so all of these, this law of polarity, where is it applied? It's applied in the mind. 
And so what can one do and how does one utilize this law of polarity? Yeah. Right? Because uh, polarity, which again, we can look at it in the basics, light, right? The light and dark Mm -hmm. or the active and inactive or the masculine and feminine or the electric and magnetic, um, positive and negative, all of these, that's what it's referring to. Those are the those are the two poles. Those are the different extremes in either direction. Yeah. Right. So in in politics, they're like, are you with the lefties or are you with the righties? But it's the same. That's <laughs> like, yeah, like the left or the right. Hmm. What if we just look at the whole thing and find out what's going on? <laughs> right. Like, like they say, you know, the the eagle has two wings. No, the left and the right. Of course, it's the same animal. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> Who's flying that bird? Another example <laughs> might be altitude, like uh, mm -hmm. high and low. Yeah. High altitude, low altitude. Absolutely, it's the same thing, different in polarity. Absolutely. Yeah. That's how it is. The, these are the profound basics. And wow. Uh, I, I'm just curious because I see these examples like uh, temperature or altitude or this, that, that, the ones that we've talked about, but it, sometimes it's difficult to see it in absolutely everything. Mm. What would be like the recommendation for our listeners to, you know, how, how do we detect the other side of whatever we are. Okay. That's a great question. And I, one of the ways to answer that would probably be, there are certain traits that go with, with the masculine and feminine energies or the yin and the yang energies. Because when you look at the yin yang, you start to see how, uh, how all encompassing it is when it comes to, this mind world mm -hmm. it's all encompassed within the interplay of active and inactive we start to look at the experience here which is also known as going into sin you've fallen into sin right remember the garden remember. of eden and so what is sin sin is the sine wave what does the sine wave do it oscillates between masculine and feminine mm -hmm. it's going up it's going down and it's creating this wave formation and what is it doing it's going through varying degrees of active and inactive masculine okay. and feminine this is what it's doing so if you understand the traits of the of the dark or the feminine or the and you understand the traits of the masculine then you'll be able to notice and recognize those traits. For example, feminine is subduing. It's softening. It's, you understand, it's, uh, it's letting go. It's, these are different principles that are related to it. And it's also related to magnetism. Mm -hmm. So you've got the magnetism on one side, and then you've got the electric or the electricity on the other. Now we look at the, other polarity. What is the other polarity? It's masculine. What is masculine? Not to be confused with uh, uh, some gender argument. It's a principle. It's a universal principle here. And you make yourself aware of it by recognizing these traits. And so the masculine is active. It's fire. 
No, it's force. It's, it's going up, for example, in altitude. You see? This is where you start to have a better comprehension of polarities. And, and part of the challenge right now that's going on in uh, this beautiful uh, contemporary times in this mind world is that people are being misguided into all sorts of different levels of their own cognitive function and ability to recognize and see things for what they are. So they're misinterpreting these different natural universal uh, laws that are taking place. And, and, and basically the way it works is everything's connected. Whatever you can't see connected is related to universal principles and laws that you don't understand yet. Wow, that's, a, that, that's really interesting because, uh, and actually I was going to mention it, but um, I'm glad you mentioned that this um, light, dark, masculine, feminine, electric, magnetism, etc. Mm -hmm. When you mention masculine and feminine, it's important to say that it has nothing to do with gender. This is not a gender argument, as you say. Well, I mean, I mean no, it's not a gender argument, but I mean, that goes down a totally different path that is related to biological functions. No, no, absolutely. But, but yes, what we're talking about is universal principles <clears throat> that aren't related to someone's psychological uh, comprehension or idea of what in their world or their truth it is. These are universal principles. Yeah. And so... Another way to see it is that a man has masculine and feminine. As a woman has masculine and feminine. Absolutely. It's, yeah, exactly. Yes. Each thing. Remember, that's the Each key. Thing. Everything mm -hmm. is dual in nature. Mm -hmm. And so now you start to see that it's like, look, when you're in a <clears throat> body type that has uh, uh, certain functionality and features that would operate in the functioning of the interplay of male and female to procreate, you're still bringing different degrees of masculine and feminine energies together. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, how the biology, the biology is operating, it's not operating based on what your psychological concepts are. Mm -hmm. It's operating based on different levels of uh, hormone and organ function and different aspects of how the body's working. Yeah. But you have the, the, the key to looking at this is you can't be completely active or you'll blow up. So you couldn't say I'm a hundred percent masculine. That's all I am. Well, then you'd burn up in a fire right here and ashes would be sitting on the floor. <laughs> and the same thing goes to say that you absolutely because then what would happen you would absolutely disintegrate it's profound so now we start to see that these principles are here so that we can harness them in order to comprehend so that's like saying i just can't i'm stuck in negative thoughts I'm just stuck with this negativity. It's like, okay, what's the opposite of that thought? Happy thoughts. Whatever the opposite of it is, is going Positive. to bring you to 
exactly the opposing field of ex, uh, of that expression now i i'm starting to see the i mean obviously it's super relevant but it's it's important to understand as you say the nuances of mm -hmm. this uh, of this law of polarity because uh, one may be stuck in the negative thoughts but understanding the polarity gives you the comprehension that there's the opposite yeah you get unstuck and that it's available yes and so you get unstuck right so at a certain level this it's skillful to utilize to get unstuck as you progress to different levels you will find different ways that it is has play some value in how you can show up mm -hmm. because remember The bottom line here is that whatever it is that anyone's doing in some level of practice, it's to subdue the mind so that one can be in equipoise, so that the complete attention, fullness, the wholeness factor is here now. Yeah. That's the baseline here. Yeah. You know? When, when did we go astray? <laughs> These are cycles, brother. I mean, these are cycles because I mean, this knowledge has been there for woof, years yeah. and years mm -hmm. and years, mm -hmm. and it's amazing once you understand it and you start integrating it to, to your experience. Mm -hmm. The superpowers, basically, brother. Let me tell you something. The, it's so profound how Swiss watch it is around here. What I mean is how everything is in absolute precision. Anything that goes one direction is compensated in another. There's nothing that doesn't have some level of uh, reactive compensation to it. So that said, the same goes with how you could be so far. You know, they say uh, uh, good times bring weak men. Remember, we've said this before, yeah. right? Good times bring weak men. And then weak men bring hard times. And then hard times bring strong men. And then strong men bring good times. And then good times bring weak men. And repeats. <laughs> so what is that again, bro? But check this yeah. out. What is that? It's the sine wave. It's a sine wave. This yeah. is, that's what this is. This whole world here is your projection. And it is a, it's all about the sine waves. Wave form. Oscillation. Yeah. Active, inactive, on and off, ones and zeros. Yes, and uh, sometimes it's easier to see it uh, through a sine wave mm -hmm. design <clears throat> rather than a, a, an elliptic or a, a cycle in terms of circle, no? Right. Because sound wave, it's much more clear for me, at least in, 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 in a way of understanding how it works like uh -huh. cyclical it, it it adds more complexity yeah because it repeats and goes through You're the like, same. now what is it doing exactly <laughs> but like yeah mm -hmm. awesome mm -hmm. well said my friend thank mm -hmm. you for that thank you oh this um, is important stuff and how would you recommend our audience to approach this i mean it seems that uh, it potentially may seem that uh, being light versus dark or masculine versus feminine it sometimes it has like a <clears throat> a better like there there might be a well a, a 
judgment of thinking that one is better than the other. Mm -hmm. But the key here is to uh, accept both and understand it. Or how, how would you recommend? Well, I mean, look, ultimately it comes down to, it's like we can, we can go straight black belt and then we can just keep bringing up the comprehension level. When we go straight black belt, the whole idea of going black belt is just to point out that when you continue to refresh the question, who am I? And you continue to peel back all that you are not. During that process, you are revealed at different points. You are revealed aspects that you are now ready to, to be. Mm -hmm. That you're ready to be. Because I've said this before. You know, the masters would say that there is a, the interaction between the knower and the known is being. Mm -hmm. There is a state that you are, or, or not even a state, what you are is actually beyond being. But being is getting you to the driver's seat of full resolve. Yeah. And so it takes you out of the unskillfulness of doing And it brings you to now. And ultimately, what's so crazy about this is no matter wherever, you know, whoever's listening, all of our beautiful sacred souls that are listening, no matter where you're at within this, within your own world, your mind gym, your movie, your, no matter where you're at, what you find out is, is that the highest blessing that can come To you, the highest level, the highest potential is allowed by the amount of fullness, wholeness, presence that you can be here, here and now. What level, what value. And so since your value swells based on we comprehend that it's all about the attention. And so then whatever's behind the attention is source. And so once again, we could, instead of spending, because someone could say, yeah, but you guys barely have talked about shadow work. <laughs> It's like, Hey, give me a sec. I was just We're about to there. get to it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> The point is there are, <clears throat> there is a certain level of potential that, you have available to you now. And the only reason that you are not in full engagement with it is because you don't know who you are. That's, the that's why. Yeah. So you could go through this and go, Oh, I just realized that when I was, <clears throat> for example, I realized that 10 years ago, I went through this traumatic experience and I, ever since then, I have thought that I'm not strong enough to do this or that, or that I can't do this any longer or that. And it's like, yeah, but who are you talking about? Because you could spend a lot of time spinning your wheels, building up some new character that's going to end up having to go to. Mm -hmm. And The more, the stronger the characters, the spiritual ego characters that are built, 
the harder they are to dismantle. Yeah. So the association to the fact that one would say, I'm broken, but if I, uh, you know, there's something wrong, but I can fix it, that's not skillful enough. That's a character playing lack. Mm-hmm. So we can use the symbolism of shadow work and we can comprehend through its symbolism that whatever is the idea of the shadow is ultimately just an imposition on the light. Mm-hmm. It's something that's being imposed into the light. Ah, okay. What's the light? Your attention. Period. And what's imposed? It's your ego. Well, what's imposed is ultimately you associating to patterns. Exactly. You're associating to a limited false concept of who you are. So get out of the way. Right. Because then it, otherwise you would go, I see what's happening. I'm playing out a false character that's not, that, that has all these different parts of it that are broken. Yeah. Well, fix the character and go back and unite his parts. No. What are you talking about? Now you're making a super character. Yeah. That's where I want to bring the attention here. That's where it's not skillful. That's where it's highly misrepresented. And that's where the, the new aginess comes from it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm saying we're not spending all sorts of time talking about shadow work. What we're here to do is we're here to divulge really more skillful ways to comprehend and to go and direct towards the number one top directive, which is self-realization. Absolutely. Because who is all this happening to? Right? It's like, oh, it's happening to me. Oh, and who are you? And then you just rattle off a bunch of associations. But you're not those. This is, this is crazy. The masters would say, the self is nothing that you can think of. Oh, that's removing the mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's very profound. Very. And so that gives you an idea that it, it's hard to, because the character will never be able to comprehend it because the character doesn't actually exist. What can a character that doesn't exist comprehend? It's that an individual is fueling the puppet show, pretending it's not yeah. contrived. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so the key here is, again, to self-realize, to... To, to question. To question. To, yeah. Who, who you are, who is... Who is experiencing, who is the one who's going through this? Who or what mm-hmm. is experiencing this, for example, sensation? Yeah. Because whoever or whatever it is that's experiencing the sensation, itself, it's not a sensation. Mm-hmm. This is the key to peeling back yeah. what your real position in all of this is. Mm-hmm. Just like there's this profound thing while well, we're getting, we're getting, we're cooking on this for a sec. There's this profound thing where the, 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 you would say, how do we build community? Like we're talking to beautiful souls here. And part of why we're doing this initiative is really to bring different levels of value to the, uh, ex- to the experience here. Yeah. And so we're in a certain level of service where we're going, this is so valuable. This is so powerful. How many ways can one uh, uh, um, 
resolve and dissolve suffering and move away from different aspects that they've been, you know, different levels of their life that they had unknowingly been stuck in a character loop on. Yeah. And so we're bringing it forward and it's like, look, you know, what's so profound is, is that community, first off, when you get to the realized state, then there's no idea of the other self. There is no other self. All of the animating factor in anything here you're looking at that has some animating life factor in it, that factor that's within it, you're that. Absolutely. So anything that comes up to you, you walk up to a stranger, they look in your eyes. When you have realized your true identity, you don't see someone else. Just like when you fall in love with someone, what happens is, is that all of a sudden it's like you become one. Yeah. Why? Because you've made resolution to separation. Yes. You've brought resolution to the idea of being separate because all of a sudden the level of uh, uh, unity that takes place at that frequency with the heart engaged, mm-hmm. it melts away the imaginary character is nowhere to be seen. Why? Because you're right now completely, fully, presently here. Awareness. Ooh. That, that's where the factor. So now yeah. building community. Building community means that you would completely uh, unify and embrace the totality of the self. Not that you would go get a bunch of people who have similar ideas, but that you would see that the real community is one. One in all. And so instead of looking at what parts that you like, you remove the false character. Now we're talking real shadow work. Yes. Because no longer am I playing out some misconception of what's actually going on. And I'm completely here in fullness. Yes. And that fullness is the way that the entire world unites. Because ultimately, this is all one. It's all one conglomerate all. All is connected. And so to think that you needed to come up with connections to something that isn't disconnected is to miscomprehend navigating. And so there's, this is very interesting because there's a lot of offerings out there of shadow work. Mm -hmm. And let me say, quote unquote, shadow work. Mm -hmm. Because if that, if those uh, uh, mechanisms of working with the shadow are to keep on um, building the character, Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily shadow work. It's just... No. It's like a cyclic, malevolent thing. It's the the (laughs) opposite of the idea behind it. Exactly. Because what is it doing? It's building more shadows, pretending. That's the whole point. That's where you... And so uh, that's where you start to recognize how... How, how the direct questioning of your existence, of who you are, it's like, 
the reason that people aren't questioning it is because they're in varying degrees of desire with the movie. Mm. Their heart is engaged still in, in a desire with the illusion. With the shadows. So as long as that desire for the illusory sensations and experiences here exists, <clears throat> one isn't going to go and pull the plug on it. Oh, never. Right? Because looking at it from that perspective, yeah. it's like you're sitting there and you're in the candy store and there you're like, here, <clears throat> press this button so we can make the candy store dissolve. And you're like, what? No, no, I came here for candy. <laughs> no. Right? Yeah. So, but once you get to the point where you find out that you eat candy and you keep eating candy and it just never, ever gives you that actual fullness and wholeness that you yes. keep on feeling is lacking, it's because the shadow can never provide something that's already there. That's why it's a shadow because nothing's there. Yes. <laughs> There's no light there. That's why it's a shadow. Oof. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, I think that's a, that's a really good tip now in these days that there's a lot of, as I said, offerings of shadow work. Mm -hmm. You need to take the shortcut and start asking. Well, yeah, circumvent a bunch of complexity to dissolving this false narrative. Yeah. Otherwise, it's propagating the false narrative. So it doesn't mean that there's people that aren't offering shadow work out there that could be doing really amazing uh, guidance of and course. amazing work. It's just there's a pretty big portion of it that is kind of this ego-driven... In the loop. Uh, in the loop, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, profound. Mm -hmm. Um I mean, I think uh, here's a great opportunity for every individual who is willing to uh, evaluate oneself. Mm -hmm. Every time I see myself disliking someone or something, I recognize the opportunity to investigate where that opportunity is coming from. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that would be a good tip for our audience to st start paying attention where, where these dislikes come from and start investigating. There you go. This is because, look, when what happens is, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to say this in in a certain perspective that will that that everyone can catch on to. What what at any point in in an individual's experience in this dream, at some point, whether it's in this uh, body in this experience or another, they're gonna get to the point where they go. This is not sufficient. What I'm getting from all of this is not filling me. It no longer is enough. What is really lacking? That's the point where one is starting to be much more willing to question. Mm -hmm. So as mentioned, as long as the heart is still engaged in different levels of desire for the experience, it doesn't mean you, let me point this out. It doesn't mean you don't, you can't have experiences here. It's that what will happen is you're going at with this affinity towards certain aspects. And then you've got this, uh, 
um, aversion towards other aspects. But here's where that gets really unskillful. Whenever something comes that you don't like, then you're not at peace. Then you're not comfortable. Mm -hmm. Then you're not okay. Then there's some inherent uh, problem in your life. There's one area. Now we look at it and go, look at it this way. You have uh, such a huge, huge opportunity to show up to whatever shows up already, as they say in English, like the cat that ate the canary. It's like sitting there and this smile going, this is an illusion. Like I'm, I'm so, it's so profound to go beyond the things that were chipping away at your value and to, to rise to your potential and be in a state of abundance energetically and the whole environment around you organizes itself around that. So let's put it this way, because remember, we also had Tulsi here and we went into some of the Vedic astrology. Yeah. And when we go into the Vedic astrology, you start to find out that there are events that are coming that are essentially phenomena that's being carried out <clears throat> and disseminated. 80% of <clears throat> well, experience. Let's say, let's say that that's related to the level of one's self-realization. Uh-huh. Because it'll go to zero when you're completely realized. Okay. There is no, there's nothing, because look, look at it this way. Whatever takes place to the body and mind, it doesn't matter because you're not it. So we could just stop there and not have to go any further. It's just how uncomfortable it is for someone to ride things out when these things they're vying on and some of them aren't happening. So they're stressing about that and these things they don't like, and those are coming up on the radar. And so what happens? It puts someone in a very unskillful position Mm -hmm. because what happens when you're more um, fragmented, it means you're less coherent. Mm -hmm. Now it means that you are in a deeper level of engagement of shadow. That means now that you are, in a, 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 you know, um, a, a diminishing experience. It means you are in kusangat. Mm-hmm. It means you're in the opposite of satsang. It means that you're looking away from your conscious evolution. Yeah. Into the suffering. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and it's hard to get out of it. Anyone who's listening could say, man, you know, I, at some point I was so depressed that I couldn't even comprehend anything that could be good. I couldn't comprehend or even imagine anything that could go well right now because of being so uh, uh, far away from, from looking completely away from, from getting out of the state of where solutions are because solutions are always introduced at, at less excited states. So the less excited you are, the more you are accessing solution. Yeah. So now we start to see that the whole thing is being turned upside down. Now it's difficult. Now you're burning a bunch of energy on inefficiencies and frictions. Now you're feeding a bunch of different, um, because negative thoughts, uh, they grow quickly. Very. They're the, they're the, they're like the weeds of the deal they grow fast and so 
<clears throat> you, you know, you start to see that this is why we say it's a slippery slope mm-hmm. because all of a sudden you get inverted right quick. Yeah. You're upside down. Yeah. And, and now how much time is it going to take for you to get back on track? And how much more karma are you producing and how much more reactivity that is coming from the opposing uh, state? How much of that are you putting into your experience that you're now going to have to experience and suffer through? Yes. This is where we start to get much more skillful with this kind of work. Yeah. So, you know, asking the question... uh, who is it that's registering this experience? It's it's super key. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, that, that's pretty pretty amazing. Um, I mean, recognizing that the the witness of the shadow is the the self. The self. <laughs> that's deep. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's at the same time a huge opportunity because it's once you realize it and you integrate it there's a beautiful path to reconcile and well look at it this way imagine that you find out that you were never uh, hurt broken born died none of that that's where you start to go far, far beyond this getting tossed around in the sine wave. <laughs> Get your boards, dude. We're hitting sine wave. Yeah. Black belt, definitely. <laughs> That's a black belt wave. Look out. No, and, and you know what? I, I, I just, I want to <clears throat> finish on a, 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 a very significant point. And I had mentioned this earlier. And this is what uh, I love to convey and come across is that light is awareness itself, the all seeing it's beyond limited perspective. So remembering that your light is what light you're bringing to your environment, you're lighting up your experience around you. Mm-hmm. The light between the object we see and our eye cannot be distinguished. This light here, it's so l- l- little and low that it, requires that you're streaming, as mentioned earlier, you're literally backfilling with awareness itself, the eternal observer. You're backfilling this environment. You're taking it and aiming it into. And it's what's creating the light here. So you are that. So how crazy, excuse me, how crazy is it that if you're the light shining through, then all shadows are impositions, illusory, and only part of the dream. So in the definition, light is either, and this is, this is incredible when you look at light, light is either losing weight, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Or electromagnetic radiation, the interplay. And so the crazy thing about enlightening is To enlighten is to get lighter, less weight, less density, higher frequency. More etheric. Yeah. So that's part of how you look at it. And then you look at it and you go, what is ultimately the factor of light? What is it? The ultimate factor of light is awareness itself. Beautiful. I love that. And Jay, uh, what relation does trauma and conflict shock uh, playing all this 
Well, that's a great point. Conflict shock, these different traumas associated to the body, the body's going through different biological experiences. It's making its adaptations. There is a certain level of imposition that's created or an association to the event. That association to the event, to a local individual person and the memories, that's where we make a mess. That's where we are, uh, you know, ultimately, that is the space where we are not comprehending. We're in a certain state of ignorance to our own being, to our own self. So would this mean that if I'm living some sort of uh, biological adaptation or what what it's called uh, symptoms, Mm -hmm. uh, this means that there's there's some sort of uh, lack of understanding. Or well, there's a learning there. I mean, so yeah, there's a learning piece there. Yeah. But the lack of understanding, it goes towards what is happening with an individual. Here's how you, here's how you look at it. You can have two people in a room mm-hmm. and uh, a car drives by and it, and it smashes into the side of the house and knocks over part of the wall. And... Those two people, one of them could take on and leave and have PTSD and some other levels of dramatic shock. And and the other person could leave and go eat a sandwich and go, wow, that was intense. But I mean, I I'm care. all good. I mean, whatever. That was intense. Yeah. They're not taking on the same. What does that mean? That means that the, the uh, phenomenon itself is impersonal and it's being personalized. Exactly. So... If you don't know who you are, then you're going to fall for personalizing all of the things that you're not. Ooh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, because understanding who you really are allows you to... Well, then you're in a totally... Yeah, you're in a totally different position because then you're not going, oh, am I that? Can I do this? Is this going to work? It's like, so well, you why would you be saying that exactly. if you already knew it? You sort of uh, avoid the conflicts. Well, you can, what you can do is skillfully observe as the body goes through its biological processes, uh-huh. not attached to yourself being the body or those processes. Yes. So when you watch it, this is so profound because it's a totally different engagement. It's like if you're the spectator, you're watching it and there, there's those that are involved in it, but you're the spectator. So it's not actually, you're not potentially taking on the conflicts because you're going, that's not really related to myself. That's related to the interplay that takes place on the sine wave. Yes, on the, ph- the phenomena. Yes. <laughs> pretty good, pretty that's good. Some deep stuff right there. Very deep. Um, and... How do we reconcile the idea of the wounded character with the true self? I mean, we've already touched on it, Mm -hmm. but just to simplify it. Sure. The wounded character is, the basis of the wounded character is the idea of an individual separate character that has gone through different experiences that are irreconcilable. That can't be reconciled based on either not understanding how or uh, just not comprehending what's taking place. Yeah. So when it comes to the resolve, 
This is where we get skillful. This is where we start to go and hear some of our questioning. Who is it or what is it that is observing that phenomena? It's like you say, I'm in pain. Okay, let's focus on that for a sec. If you are in pain, then where do you feel it? You say, I feel it over here, and you point at the body. So at that moment, you're associating yourself and your identity to the body. Then you're associating some level of phenomena, either being in the category of something that's savory to you, something that you like, or it's in the category of aversion or things you don't. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you're going to see that it's constantly will be that way. So I go, but who is it that is actually feeling this pain? Who is it I'm questioning out and I'm peeling back the character because there's an observer to, the, to this character. And as soon as you introduce and recognize that you're observing the phenomena, all of a sudden you've shifted a dimension where you were, you know, it's like you go to your car and you start talking about your car as yourself. <laughs> you go to the body shop and you're like, look, man, I took on a really bad hit over here. And you're pointing at the undercarriage of the car and you're like, and then I got super thirsty and I never made it to the gas station. And <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what's going on here. That's what's going on. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. So, I mean, well, I think we covered many, many. Wow. Very interesting topics. We're going to have some, there's going to be questions and please send in your questions. Let's dig this further. Let's continue to circulate with this. Let's cultivate some more of this because it's really, really beneficial work. This is huge on levels of efficiency, levels of, you know, sovereignty and sovereignty. Huge, 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 huge. So if we were to enter the, the last but amazing part of the episode, which mm-hmm. is, of course, the, the golden nuggets. Ah, yes, the nuggets. I mean, I would, I would mention a couple and probably you can... Sure, let's do it. Mention. Let's do it that way. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, I, I love how uh, we distinguished how the definition of shadow work by Carl Jung and, and, and all of that is, is uh, expressed. Um, but to really get a grasp on it and to really understand it is it's to uh, again uh, understand who is registering all these experiences so mm-hmm. that's a very like a golden nugget i mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. um the the other one is uh the mind is the shadow mm-hmm. oh, super nugget mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. beware of the mind mm-hmm. yeah the um, local mind is is definitely known as the shadow and what we dislike no like mm-hmm. uh being uh, open to perceive what are what are those dislikes and being uh, able and willing to investigate, mm-hmm. um, and then of course the law of polarity, where understanding the active, inactive, masculine, feminine, and this uh, the sine, sine wave, wave mm-hmm. was it was a super nugget, and for me also understanding that this this feminine, masculine, it's it's not an argument of gender; it's simply the their natural principles. The natural principles. Uh-huh. Well, like universal laws. Absolutely. Um, and of course, you know, b- being present, being fu- in fullness, being in wholeness, and that, of course, is related to the, the great work mm-hmm. you know, that we're 
proponing here. So, mm-hmm. Wow, thank you. Those are great. Those are really great pieces. I'd like to mention um, that, you know, I think w- the way we could draw out another nugget here would be to look at it in this context. When you create, because in the uh, Sacred Mastery School, we, we uh, engage in different levels of uh, spaciousness and mindfulness and, and, and starting to comprehend the, what I like to call the, uh, instrument cluster or the dashboard. Yeah. And, and so the body turns out that of course the body is, um, you know, ultimately it's a thought of the mind, but the body is a dashboard device that produces uh, and resonates different levels of sensation. And so when you create a really a, a, a certain level of spaciousness, meaning that you're in a level of acceptance, because part of feeling constricted has to do with a lack of acceptance. And so when you start to get into more and more grades of acceptance where you're like, for example, you go through the senses and you're like, I'm going to accept all the sounds. I'm going to accept all the smells. I'm going to accept all the, and I'm just going to be here and I'm going to allow them to be. And, and what happens is, is that you start to get much more uh, bandwidth in that state. Then now in that open state, what you can do is you can approach different sensations within the dashboard. This is all the technology that you're occupying. Yeah. And you approach the sensations within the dashboard. And what do you bring to them? You bring attention. You flow this awareness factor. Mm-hmm. And by flowing the awareness factor, here's what happens. It basically is like saying uh, consciousness removes unconsciousness. Shining the light removes where there was none by placing light where it wasn't. Yeah. So then what does that mean? It means that what's coming up within your uh, dashboard, it's different aspects that were awaiting attention for resolve. Now we look at it skillfully and go, ah, now I can see what's going on. I've been misinterpreting an event that was stuck in memory. There was a misinterpretation. And by showing up and supporting with flowing attention, saying, I'm willing to stay here and stream this attention until we have resolved the separation because every idea of distortion is just the inference of the concept of separation. Yeah. So what does it mean? It means that unity resolves separation. Fabulous nugget. (laughs) Fabulous nugget. So there's that. Um, You know, I mean, very, very profound stuff. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I mean, we are uh, currently... Uh, planning on, on, you know, the deployment of the next uh, Sacred Mastery School. Mm-hmm. So today is the 26th of December. Hopefully you all had a beautiful, nice holidays. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but be ready to start uh, receiving some information of what's Absolutely. coming. Absolutely. You know what? We are so grateful because at the time of the recording, uh, the Sacred Mastery School, we just completed our first edition. And once again, it was really, uh, 
it was very quite quite profound and it was indeed and really beautiful feedback and you know it's it's evolving and it's in in so you know this whole infusion with this sacred path and this guidance to reveal and embody this flowing heart space that's what this is all about and you know, we're beginning this new round in January. So, yeah. you know, if you're feeling it, it, it may be if you're feeling moved by this, then as we say, then you're being moved by what's moving us. Absolutely. That's the self. That's Absolutely. the cosmic heart, right? So, I mean, if, and if there are people that are interested in getting engaged in this great work, by all means, of course, the Sacred Mastery School, if you'd want to uh, look into one-on-one work directly as well, uh, potentially with myself, if there is a space and we're called to work together, either video conference or potentially if someone's here in the Baja, you know, come down, we can do some really profound work. Paradise. 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 But Sacred. don't tell anyone. Yeah, only your best friends. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, again, we're just teasing about live events because we're starting to posture on it. So you'll see soon enough. You'll see. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much. And uh, dear Sacred Souls, thank you for being here, for connecting And once again, we encourage you to get in contact with us. We would love to receive some comments. We would love to receive some uh, ideas on topics that that would Mm -hmm. be interesting to bring light to them and to share in this channel. And of course, uh, you can connect with us through Instagram at Sacred Dynamics with 1D. Or you can visit our website, sacreddynamics.com as well with 1D. Or you can also join our Telegram channel at Sacred Dynamics 1D. Thank you very much. A pleasure. Thank you, brother. Thank you for listening to the Sacred Dynamics Podcast. Until next time, stay connected through conscious breath and grounded presence. Namaste. Namaste. Namaste.